Hey everyone, it's Tony. It's David. And we're Two Dudes Talking Disney. How you doing? <laughs> Better than the last show we recorded. <laughs> um, yeah, for those who might not remember, Dave was a little down yeah. on Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. But uh, we're going to give him some happy thoughts today. Yes. Uh, Dave and his family recently were uh, in Disney World, which, yeah. which it's funny because we can pretty much say this like every other month. Yeah, for the two of us. Especially yeah. between the two of us. Uh, you know, and something I talked to Tony about, I think that, you know, our trip report shows uh, are, you know, are good because we could talk the good, the bad of things that we saw on our recent trips. So, uh, you know, we figure we'll kind of start with, with this one. All right. So let's uh, let's jump into this. So uh, you guys were there at the beginning of August. Yep. Uh, you actually drove down. Yeah. So uh, it was a very long vacation uh, season for the, the Leonard family. We actually uh, just returned from Maine. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the, the cottages that we rent on a lake in Maine, which is the Westwood Cottages. All right, uh, I'll throw a shout out to them because it is as much as we, as much as I am one of the dudes talking Disney. If there was a two dudes talking Bridgeton, Maine, mm-hmm. uh, I would be about that too. So, All right, so wait, Westwood Cottages two night experience four grand? Yes, four grand. You know, <laughs> no, not even close. Uh, but we did drive, so we made a decision to drive airfare. Kind of a last minute trip. Uh, airfare was a little bit expensive. But we decided to drive uh, with a little bit of adventure. Mm-hmm. So uh, for those of you who are familiar with where Tony and I live up here in the, the horrible state of Connecticut, um, with nothing good to do, <laughs> you usually it's 95, you mm-hmm. know, straight down to Florida. And that brings you through New York, through, uh, you know, Baltimore, through D.C., through Richmond. And it, it is a lot of pavement and a lot of traffic. Uh, this time, on the advice of Pigeon, uh, the wise elder, um, and terrible volleyball player. Is that true? <laughs> I know. He's a good volleyball player. He's a good volleyball player. player. Okay. Yeah. Wink, wink. Uh, we decided to do the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Okay. Uh, so, a little bit different change of scenery. You know, the nice thing is, you, you from the northeast, right over the Delaware Memorial Bridge, you cut off the 95 route, and it, it alleviates the, the major cities. Mm-hmm. So, you don't go... Uh, through Baltimore, through Washington, you know, around Richmond, like you're a little bit more of a, uh, it's highway. It's rural. Yeah, it's highway. Like and chicken rural, farms. Chicken farm. And then you go over this giant bridge. But it was it was pretty neat. We, we hit the bridge kind of right at sunset, a little bit later than I wanted to. Um, but it, it was, it's pretty neat. And the other thing I like about it is for as long of a bridge as it is, it's not like toweringly high. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's like 17 miles, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's not like high off the ground where you're right. like, holy crap. Um, the white knuckle part of it is when you go under the tunnel portions, it is a two lane road with mm-hmm. nothing in between you. Right. So, uh, that was a little bit, I was not ready for that, but we spent the first night in Emporia, Virginia, which is the last city in Virginia. And then we woke up the next morning and made the trek to the greatest tourist trap in the history of mankind. And for those of you who don't know, that is south of the border in Dillon, South Carolina. Um, it's one of the, probably, would you agree it's probably one of the last like roadside attractions, original roadside yeah. attractions out well, there? I, in this area. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, mean, it's kind of like if you go out, I'm sure if you take Route 66 yeah. uh, through the uh, you know southwest in America, you're, you're going to see more of that type of stuff. But uh, south of the border is an old school uh, a tourist trap, for right. lack of a better term. Side of the road attraction. And it has, you know, like 20 different buildings. There's like, right. you know... Uh, there's a there's different stores, different hotels, different you know. There's a mini golf, there's an arcade, there's go karts, there's a campground, there's the aquarium, there's, there's an aqua- fireworks. Right. It's like you know everything, and um, 
you know, there's probably one of the world's largest, <laughs> affectionately refers to crap stores mm-hmm. in the country. I mean, it sells back scratchers and magnets right. and, and roadside stuff. And, and, you know, one of the other highlights of south of the border, too, is the billboards. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, one of the things about driving to Florida, you'll start seeing the billboards, even though it's on the, it's in South Carolina and the North South Carolina border. You'll start seeing the billboards in Virginia. Right. You know, you're 300 miles away from south of the border. And uh, so quick stop at south of the border. Did you know, go to the top of the sombrero? We did not go to the top of the sombrero. Oh, you're we're missing kinda, out, my we friend. We were missing out Next time. Um, you know, it was Amelia's first time. She didn't really know what to make of it. Um, we did buy a back scratcher, uh, some giant mermaids that you put in water, some of the world's largest pencils, um, <laughs> a bottle opener, you know, an assortment of south of the border merch. Uh, we spent more money in south of the border than I'd like to freely admit. But, All right. Uh, but that was it. Back in the car. And um, our next stop was the beautiful city of Savannah, Georgia. Um, and our first stop in Savannah was a uh, ice cream shop called Leopold's, which if you're in the Savannah area, I guess it's like a Savannah institution. Um, it, old-fashioned soda jerks were there. Okay. So like when you ordered a cherry soda, they made you the soda, which right. I thought was really cool. Uh, I did the classic uh, ice cream hot fudge sundae. You know, the girls had some of the homemade sundae. Um, it, it was very, you know, very good. It was it was neat. It was a great way to break up the trip. We then uh, hit the Savannah River Walk for a little while. We walked around, um, and we spent the night in the Savannah area. Nice. Nice area. Very uh, nice area. Yeah. Found, uh, home of the uh, founder of the Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts yes. are founded there. That's uh, where the uh, uh, Forrest Gump. Yes, uh, the Forrest Gump to, to Jenny's house there. Uh, it's the home of the Savannah Bananas, right. minor league baseball team. So we, uh, I'm a fan of them. Uh, one of the more interesting things, too, about, about Leopold's is, and I, I feel bad for not doing the full research and giving you some, but uh, Leopold's was started by a group of three brothers. And one of the three brothers is a very, very uh, powerful Hollywood uh, person, okay. producer. And one of the neat things about being in Leopold's is any of the movies they shot in Savannah, uh, there's a lot of memorabilia. So, um, you know, some of all fears with Ben Affleck and Morgan Freeman, um, you know, there was a lot of uh, even some of the Marvel movies, you know, memorabilia and, and noticing that they were involved in those. So that's kind of neat, you know, tie it into a little bit of Hollywood action. Right. Um, but, yeah, Savannah was stopped, too. I will say I, I don't know the name of it, but we went to this store. It was kind of like where we parked. And it was a retro toy store oh, I've from, been in there. from the 80s. And, I mean, they had every G.I. Joe, every mm-hmm. Ninja Turtle. It was, so it was really nostalgic for me. And if Katie wasn't with me. You uh, would have dropped I, more I money than you dropped, dropped more money than, the border. Than, yeah. So um, from there, our next morning uh, drive was a short one, about four and a half hours from Savannah to, to Disney, where we checked in to the Polynesian Village Resort. Pretty much Savannah to Jacksonville, yes. Bang a right, bang a right to Central Florida. Uh, Central Florida. So we stayed in, you know, obviously DVC side of the Polynesian. We had a great time at the Polynesian. Uh, our room was, was excellent, located on the first floor. Um, we had our little terrace out there, not facing the park. Uh, highlight right off the bat: the first day was a pool day. Which I know, Tony, you are a big fan of pool days. I am. And while we were in line for the pool, I made some small talk with some of the staff who were gracious enough to give me a hookup. And I got into Trader Sam's as the first guest of the day. Nice. So I um, went to Trader Sam's. We had a, uh, I had a Nautilus. 
Um, a now, Trader Sam's just recently reopened. Correct. Recently, very recently, within a few weeks. Um, and for those of you who are not familiar with Trader Sam's, it is a tiki bar located in the Polynesian, and it is uh, interactive, I would say. You know, the, the restaurant comes to life when you order drinks. Things move. Benches move. Uh, you know, the wait staff adds to it. So it was a, a very good, enjoyable time. Amelia loved it. A little bit in the spirit of the old Adventurers Club, if you've ever been to Pleasure yes. Island. Yeah, and there's even some um, artifacts, some artifacts from, from the Adventurers Club. Club right. So, uh, First day, we did the monorail tour, you know, hit the monorail resorts. Why not? And then uh, for dinner, we did Ohana's. You know, it's the modified Ohana's because of the pandemic. Um, so you didn't have the normal menu, if you will. Uh, the shrimp is now a shrimp casserole. There was no grilled chicken. Uh, you still had the beef that came out. So a little bit of a different menu, but still nothing horrifically wrong that you would write. You got the noodles. And you got the noodles, the noodles which is the most back. important. So that was kind of day one. Uh, it was very nice to stay at the Polynesian again. We haven't stayed there since 2015. I'm okay. oh, sorry, 20, uh, my 2018, my 40th birthday was the last time we stayed there. All right. Now, now, what did you think of the construction going on so around the, the resort? The, at the point when we were there, the biggest construction issue was the monorail station in the front of the Grand Ceremonial House was closed. So the, you know, I, I hate to bring up like first world problems, but right. you had to walk to the Ticket and Transportation Center to, uh, to board the monorail. And I really didn't have a problem with that, especially because of where the DVC rooms are. Mm-hmm. We're kind of actually, it's, it's shorter It's walk. closer, right. But my thing was like you got over the Ticket and Transportation Center and you had to walk completely across the Ticket and Transportation Center and then get in line with everybody coming in for the security check. from the Magic Kingdom parking lot. And, right. I would, and, I, and again, you know, first world problems. I would have thought that they would have had a separate like entrance right next to the Polynesian. But, you know, you had a way. It was no big deal. I mean, I just something I would have thought. And the same thing with the boats. So your other option to the Magic Kingdom now was by boat. And the Polynesian usually has the smaller of the Disney boats. And that's mm-hmm. all they had running. And there were plenty of lines to take the boat. You know, okay. the, uh, I would frequently see the boat load and, and leave passengers behind. I was just kind of surprised that Disney didn't bring in some of the bigger boats to accommodate the, uh, you know, the fact that the, the monorail was not. Right. But other than that, I mean, the construction really didn't affect us any other way than the monorail station uh, being closed in, in the front of the, uh, the front of the resort. Um, Again, we enjoyed that. The next day, we did some Ohana's for breakfast. So we had Obranas for dinner, Ohana's for breakfast, um, which was, you know, fine. No problems with that. Uh, it was hot. But, you know, we do different things. And, and the way that we do our Disney trips are kind of a little bit unique because we go enough that there's nothing that we have to do. Right. You know. So, for example, we woke up. We had to go to Epcot. And as you know, Epcot doesn't open until 11. Uh, nowadays, the pandemic rules. So we actually took a bus to Hollywood Studios in, to ride the gondola over to Epcot. You know, again, just a different way of doing something different, right. different thing to do. Um, and we went into the Hollywood Studios. We actually only went on uh, Finding Nemo. And then we, we walked around for a brief bit and went back and went to the pool because it was just that hot. I mean, it's Florida in August. You expect it. Now, um, now that's part of the benefit of being an annual pass holder. Correct. Because I, I, had, had you spent $120 on a ticket for that day. Right. We, we pop in and out of the parks a lot. Right. And, and even, you know, pre-pandemic days, we, we hop in and out of the parks a lot. And we, um, you know, we, we went back to the pool. One of the nice things about the Polynesian is the main pool 
is located up against Captain Cook's, their quick service. So you can mobile order from your phone, walk in, get the food, and bring it right back to the pool, and you're walking 20 yards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we did that, um, spent the afternoon at the pool, and then um, we went to the Hollywood Studios that night where we had a very short wait for Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway. It was only about 30 minutes. That's not a bad wait. There was about a, uh, it was about a 15-minute wait for Toy Story Midway Mania. And then coming out of Midway Mania, probably one of the biggest shocks of my life, there was a 25-minute wait for Slinky Dog. Well, you get in that line. Right, you get in that line. I mean, you get in that line seven days a week. Now, Uh, now let let me ask you a question. So you're in the parks, and uh, the day you guys left, the new mask rule went back into effect. So Disney has mandated um, that guests and cast members wear masks when inside or on Disney transportation. Correct. You've been there before when the masks. Yeah, I, I think you guys were there like just when the masks ended. We, we were there the last day that you had. The last day of our May trip was the first day you could take your masks off. Okay, so and then they knew you were coming back, so they, they wanted to get back. you masked yeah. up again. And it was. I mean, I hate to say it, we're used to it. You know, right. and it wasn't. It, you know, um, I, I, one thing I did notice was that the cast members were not as. Uh, strict and as quick to tell someone to put a mask on this time okay. as they were the last time in May, right? Um, so yeah, so we hit Slinky Dog and then closed Hollywood Studios. You know, bus back. It was a good time. Uh, the next day for breakfast, we actually left property. There's a uh, breakfast restaurant in and around Central Florida, Florida area called First Watch. Uh, for those of you traveling in that area, if you want to get out of the park for a little bit, I highly recommend it. The food there is is tremendous. Um, you know, they have a, a plate called the Million Dollar Bacon, which is bacon with the drizzled maple, uh, some honey sriracha sauce, and it, it's just, you know, an amazing experience. Um, and that next day, it was supposed to rain most of the day. So we decided to look up something different to do. And um, we ended up buying tickets and heading out to Cape Canaveral to go to the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Center, which I probably haven't done in 30 years. Okay. And I know you, that was and, the morning you sent me a picture of, say, uh, of and, a Disney Cruise Line And just ship. to shove it in Tony's face a little bit, we did divert on the way out there and drive by Port Canaveral to see the Disney ship. I forget which one it was. It was not the dream. Um, it was docked there, so we took a picture and sent it to Tony just to make him cry Thank a little. You. He, All right. he, Thank he, you. A little tear came out. Um, Space Center was interesting. I, again, I haven't been there in a long time. I, I have recently been to the... Uh, Smithsonian and uh-huh. the the what I call the Smithsonian Annex, which is the at Reagan Airport, yep. the the other building, and I I think they actually had better stuff, if you will, at the Smithsonian. Um, the hardest part about the, this trip was I I guess, and we joked Tony and I when I called him and told him this that it's a typical government operation. It makes no sense. Like the buildings aren't don't have like a good flow. It's not like go from building to building. It's kind of like here you are. Good luck. Figure out where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, in a twist of fate, there was a launch scheduled that day, which we did not know until we were pulling in the parking lot. We had about four minutes of excitement before the screens all turned red and they announced that the launch was scrubbed due to a problem with the guidance system. Ah. So we missed the launch, but um, it did actually lead to a fortunate situation where uh, something, if you're ever going there, you have to reserve a time to go out to the building. Uh, you know, years ago, the last time we were there, they put you on a bus and drove you around the facility. Yeah. And um, now what they did was they built, so they have the visitor center and then the Apollo mission center. And to get there, you got to take the bus. So they, 
they built the Apollo Center like in the middle of the base. And now you take the bus from the visitor center out there. You're supposed to book a time. But because of the launch, uh, you, you couldn't go out there. But with the scrubbing of the launch, they opened up the Apollo Visitor Center. And it was just first come, first serve. So we, we got there early in the morning. We were able to get on a, a walk around a bus and head right there. Nice. So that was very interesting. Um, you know, a lot of neat artifacts. Uh, you know, uh, astronaut Jim Lovell's flight suit that he actually wore during the Apollo 13 mission. The moon rocks were there. The astronaut van. You know, you saw a lot of things like that, um, you know, of the Apollo. You could see the launch pads very well from there. You know, to me, probably one of the most fascinating artifacts that they had there was they actually had the actual door from the Apollo 1 fire. Um, mm-hmm. And for those, you know, Tony and I are, are kind of nerds, so we know what that is. And it's, you know, um, you know, three astronauts, uh, Chafee, Grissom, and White. White were killed when the fire broke out in the capsule of Apollo 1 during a test. And the biggest problem was that they, they couldn't get out. The doors were not designed to, to rapidly exit. So... Uh, you know, to see that was moving, especially because you you know, un, you know, understanding the no pun intended, the gravity of the fact that 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 door you know was the cause of death of three astronauts and, right. and changed the space program. Um, you know, driving by the the vehicle assembly building is cool. You kind of drive by it. The shuttle Atlantis uh, was amazing. You know, to see the the shuttle, the way that they do the pre-show, and I don't want to give spoilers away. But the pre-show is very Disney, very, yeah, very, very, very Imagineering-ish. Um, one of the highlights for that of Amelia was seeing the space toilet. Okay, uh, and how you go to the bathroom in space. Uh, the memorial to the Challenger and to the Columbia crews was very moving, very touching. They have artifacts from the the disasters there. Uh, and we finished it up with the Astronaut Wall of Fame, a little visit going through there. I like to spend a few minutes with Deke Slayton, okay. who is my favorite astronaut. Um, so if, if those of you who are familiar with the space history and space program, you know that Deke was originally one of the – was he one of the Mercury 7? Uh, he was. Yeah, he was one of the Mercury 7. He was one of the first astronauts. And he was kind of the first astronaut to be grounded for a medical condition, which uh, because of his knowledge and training, they transferred him to the position of being the uh, basically the boss of all the astronauts. So he picked the crews for the, the Apollo missions and the Mercury missions. So, you know, the decision, um, he was making decisions, the writing lists, if you will, for Apollo 11, Apollo 12. He, he was deciding who was going to do a lot of that. And uh, the reason I, he is a personal hero of mine is twofold. Obviously, he was an astronaut, which is just awesome. But he also suffered from AFib, which is what mm-hmm. kept him. Uh, originally from flying as an astronaut. And then with the advancement of medicine in the the 60s and 70s, he was actually able through medication to control it and actually was an Apollo astronaut. He finally did make it into space. So that was really cool. Um, On the way back, we did see a pot of dolphins coming over the causeway under us. So that was pretty nice. uh, From there, we did a short jump back to the Magic Kingdom. Um, To our surprise... We kind of walked around, but the biggest thing was the uh, Halloween decorations had gone up. That's know. right, because it's August. So what is that? It's mean? August. It's Halloween season. You know. Now, now let me ask you a question. You were supposed to get rain that day. Yes. Did you get rain? No. No, of course not. Right. Um, did you experience any of the uh, heavy rains? There were pictures while you guys no, were down No, we did there. not. We, we did, but we were at the hotel. For okay. Me. I was going to say of people yeah. in uh, Tomorrowland in that was the day eight inches we of got water. Yeah. All right. Um, so we arrived back at the Magic Kingdom, Thunder Mountain. 30-minute wait, which actually was only about a 15-minute wait. 
So we hit that twice. Do you, do you still find that wait times are exaggerated yes. in the app? Yes. Um, we did find that. And and I think a lot of that is because they're not giving out the red card. Uh, Correct. Uh, like they used to. What they, the, to the red accurate, time tracking card. Right, to right. accurately tell you. Um, next morning, we were up and early for our boarding group. Um I, I think the boarding groups are very easy. I think the mm-hmm. problem is that people don't understand the process. And the, when I tell you it is finger on the trigger at 659.59, right. that's what it is. Yep. And it's, you know, because you talk to a lot of people who are like, oh, I didn't get a boarding group. And like, okay, well, what did you do? Well, at 7 o'clock, I pulled out my No, phone. no, no, no. You're, you're, if you're doing it at 7 o'clock, right. you're already too late. You've got to be finger on the trigger. So I was finger on the trigger. We were boarding group 14. Nice. Uh, so that was very exciting. Did you hear what happened in California yesterday? No, I did not. Both Rise of the Resistance and uh, Spider-Man Web Slingers, uh, Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure, both boarding groups had availability well into the afternoon. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, which led us to a nice morning at Hollywood Studios. We hit uh, you know, Minnie and Mickey, uh, Toy Story Mania again, um, Star Tours, obviously Rise of the Resistance. Uh, I had breakfast at one of my favorite little spots, which is Woody's Lunchbox. Okay. They have a tater top bowl with a brisket, sausage, gravy, and eggs mm-hmm. for breakfast. It's a very good, tasty treat. You a fan of the Pop-Tarts there? Oh, yes, yes. I am okay. a fan of the Pop-Tarts. I, I, you know what I'm actually a bigger fan of is the uh, adult lemonade mm-hmm. from Woody's Lunchbox, <laughs> which is a vodka lemonade drink. I have not had the adult um, lemonade. Yeah. Then from there, we actually did the bold decision of going back to the room. And again, pool time. You know, the Polynesian pool, we had a great time. We spent a lot of time in the pool. Uh, back to Mama Melrose for dinner. All right. Always a nice little experience. Yes. Um, the only thing I will say this time, you know, we went to Mama Melrose in December when we went. We had an incredible waitress, a uh, great time. I felt very rushed this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we, it was like the lady came out, like, what can I get for you? And it was like, okay. We were eating our salads, and they were standing over us with our main plates. Mm-hmm. So that was the only downside there. Um, now, let me ask you a question about Mama Melrose. Hit me with it. Um, we've enjoyed Mama Melrose yep. on multiple occasions. We're, we're kind of fans. Um, why is it that Mama Melrose is an acceptable Italian restaurant for some? But if you say Tony's Town Square, people I'm, go, right, oh, people my God, go, I would never right, eat Italian right. in Disney World. Uh, I, I think it's because Tony's is in the Magic Kingdom. And the mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom has a stigma of not having good food. Okay. You but know, see, even that's not true because Liberty Tree, the food is great. Liberty better Tree with characters. So better with characters. I'll, I, I'm going to agree with you there. I'm actually going to get to that because okay. our um, our final night, our final day, as you know, and I Facebook lived a lot of it, uh, which, by the way, what did you think of that shirt? Uh, that was one of my favorite shirts ever. Thank you. So uh, they make a bikini in that same pattern, in case you're wondering. Okay. Uh, we, we went into the Magic Kingdom right when it opened. We rope dropped it. And we actually went on within an hour of the park being open. The uh, Tomorrowland Speedway, the Buzz Lightyear, People Mover, the Barnstormer twice, mm-hmm. the Teacups, Ariel. Now, I hear a rumor that they let you stay on the Barnstormer without having to get in the queue again. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is 100% true. Um, and then Ariel, all within an hour. You know, It was about 9.05 when I looked at my watch after that. We enjoyed uh, some of the gray stuff in a, okay. a, a hot Cinnamon bun. How, how was the gray stuff? The gray stuff was not as good as Diane Winnick's. I'll tell you that right. right. Diane makes a better gray stuff. So Diane's is delicious. Yes. And, and the stuff was, in Disney is eh. Eh. Um But again, we kind of hit everything. We did a little bit of shopping. 
and uh, we we went actually. Oh, I forgot one attraction we did go on that I forgot to mention. That is the Swiss Family Treehouse. Okay, one of my absolute favorites. Um, we then headed over to. Uh, we headed out of the park pretty early, so we decided to head over to Disney Springs. We did lunch at T Rex. All right. Um, walked around the springs, and then we did in the afternoon. It's something I kind of laugh because I, I I find these fun, and so does Amelia. She wanted to do it. We did Chef Remy's uh, Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak. So it costs ten dollars, and you can pick up a map and a, a bunch of stickers. With it's Remy's, essentially a scavenger hunt, correct? Around uh, Epcot World Showcase, and we did that. And what do you get as a prize? Um, you get an ice cream bowl, which, okay. which was actually for 10 bucks. It's actually probably one of the best bargains you get in Disney. And basically what you do is you go around World Showcase and in most of the countries, there is a small Remy with uh, some type of cooking ingredient and you have to match the stickers to the countries. And, uh, you know, we did the one in the spring with the bee. I forget his name. The bee. The bee. The bee from the Donald cartoons. Yes. The, the buzz bee. is a buzz. I don't know, but the B. And, um, Might be buzzy. And they're a good time. We enjoy those uh, very much so. So then from there, we actually went back to the room and decided to head back into the Magic Kingdom. And at this point, we were... Uh, Spike. 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 Spike yeah. At this point, we were a little bit hungry. And we decided that uh, for dinner, we were going to... We waitlisted um, the Liberty Tree Tavern. Now, okay. we have not been to Liberty Tree since they got rid of the characters, which I believe the gentleman told us was 2013. Was it that long? I thought yeah. it was longer Maybe than that. Or, 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 yeah. But we, we confessed that was it, and we actually had a surprisingly good meal there. I haven't eaten there in a while, so it was very good. I the, will tell you that we tried to go back to Liberty Tree Tavern after the characters uh, were removed, and it just it didn't have the same atmosphere. Correct. But uh, the food was good. We enjoyed it. We hit Thunder Mountain a few more times because that's Amelia's jam right now. Uh, and then the fireworks started. We watched them for a little bit uh, on the – I call it – I don't know what you call it, but I call it the bridge in Frontierland. Mm-hmm. And it's the walkway path that goes from Frontierland to Liberty Square. Um, we watched the fireworks from there, had some popcorn. And then about halfway through the fireworks, Amelia for some reason wanted to go on uh, – Aladdin's carpets. So we actually lucked out and watched the finale of the fireworks from Aladdin's carpets, which is pretty neat because you're elevated, you got a good position, right, right, that right. kind of stuff. And that was pretty much it. Um, you know, we had some magical cast inter- interactions. You know, my daughter wears around her ankle a small dollar store uh, scrunchy bracelet thing, and it came off in the pool coming down the water slide. And you know, to her, the world had ended. Um, we were trying to calm her, and the lifeguard actually shut off the water slide, stopped everyone from coming down, and went in the water and got it. She nice. saw it, and it was blue. It was light mm-hmm. blue. So um, I, it's actually funny because we had that, and then the cast members that hooked us up with the Trader Sam's uh, pass there to get us in there, uh, I actually left a note to the general manager that I wanted to speak with them. And they called me while we were driving home. And I said, lady, I wanted to call and talk to you about a couple interactions we had with cast members. And when I told her that they were good interactions, and that's why I was calling her, she kind of laughed because she said that they don't ever get those. Right. Um, and then the final highlight of the trip. And now, let, let me just take a yes. step back. So, Amelia. Yep. Little ankle yep. thing from the dollar store. Now, her other ankle, is that still the, the monitoring bracelet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From yeah. her time in juvenile hall. Yeah. yeah. Yes. From our time on the bench at St. Mary's. Um, the the highlight of the trip, and what I'm going to call a life-changing experience, happened on the way home. Okay. 
we came across Bucky's rest stop gas station. I don't know what you call it. Uh, it's a apparently it's an institution in Texas, that area, like Alabama, yeah. Texas. These are the first two in Florida. They're in Daytona, um, and they're, they're. I don't even know how to describe this store. So let me say, <laughs> when Dave called me, he told me, "Imagine buying a beach house, and then you need some place to furnish it, buy all of your clothing." And all of your goods, and it can all be accomplished in Bucky's. In Bucky's, uh, you know, it was a convenience store. It was a restaurant. It was a deli. It had jerky. Um, it had clothing. It had Costa sunglasses, Yeti coolers, beach furniture, bathing suits, and then home furniture. Mm-hmm. It was the most amazing mix of stuff. Now, did I've they have back seen. scratchers? They did. So they're apparently what they're known for is their beaver nuggets. Okay. And I mean, and who doesn't like a good beaver nugget? Exactly. Time time? So we bought a package of those, and they're basically brown sugar, cornmeal, corn syrup, um, you know, like a, a puff covered in everything bad for you. And we started eating them in the car on the way home, and I immediately regretted the decision to only buy one bag. Oh. Uh, fortunately, thanks to Amazon, I had a box of them waiting here for me when I got home. Nice. later. Uh, so that was amazing. But the, the, the Bucky's event was probably the highlight of the, the way home, if not the trip. All right. But, uh, you know. Now, which, which route did you take on the uh, way So coming home? home, we did a little bit of a detour because we uh, actually, uh, I have family in Greensboro, North Carolina area. So we drove from, uh, from Florida to Greensboro the first night. And then the second night, we all drove from Greensboro back to Connecticut. How big of a caravan? Uh, just two vehicles, okay. two vehicles. But I would like to throw a shout out to the Greensboro Police Department because we do have a following. We do of Greensboro police officers who uh, who listen to the to, to us. Excellent. So yeah. thank uh, you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, I would say thank you for your service. Um, you know they're cops. You so know. if I get nailed for speeding through Greensboro, we got to mention some names. Two dudes logo yeah, two just dudes on logo. the car yeah. should be okay. Yeah. All right. You know what happens when you pass the or when you fail the fire test, right? You become a police become officer, a cop, right? Yeah. yeah. So to the cops out there, don't get mad because I get a bed and you got to sit in a car. <laughs> um, but that's it. You know, it was a good trip. Uh, again, the, the hotel was great. We really, I, I don't remember a trip in a while where we utilized a hotel. Uh, the weather was not cooperative. And I worried about if we were at the boardwalk, which is where we normally stay. The boardwalk doesn't have good quick service dining options. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it would have been a little bit of a struggle okay. being at the boardwalk the whole time during, and especially with the pandemic, uh, you know, ESPN's not open. Right. Um, you know, it, it really... Flying Fish isn't open. Yeah, Flying like, Fish isn't open. still it, a lot of restaurants that, that it, aren't open. It kind of would have been a little bit more difficult. Uh, and and again, the staff was great. We had those great interactions. The bartender, Francisco, up at the Tambu Lounge is my, my favorite bartender at Walt Disney World Resort. Now, now the staff was great. Did you find any issues with staffing uh, on, on property while you're there? Not that we noticed. Um, you know, every, everybody seemed to be friendly. We didn't have any negative interactions mm-hmm. with anybody. Uh, how, how about in terms of, uh, I, I think you mentioned you saw like some trash that was, uh, it, it was not up to Disney standards. Uh, I don't remember that. Did I? No, was it you that said like trash cans were overflowing? No, I, I, no? We, 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 no. I, I, I saw people had said that. Mm-hmm. We never saw it. Okay. So, okay. um, you know, and again, we, we, uh, the, the conversation with the general manager was fun mm-hmm. because, again, she said right off the bat, this doesn't happen. You know, we don't get 
calls for right. for good. We get calls for bad. And it's one thing when we go, I always try. You know, if you go to Disney and if you're if you have interactions with cast members that are pleasant, go to the front desk, tell them. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and again, it, it, it really it's a, a good way to give back. And you like, can also recognize them, I think, on Twitter. Yeah, the, the cast compliment site is down due to the pandemic. Oh, okay. But, um, you know, and it's funny because like I know some of the hotels even have like a, a special form that you mm-hmm. fill out and, and you can send in. But uh, that you know that was a lot of fun too. So that's pretty much it. All right. So all in all, a good trip. All in all, a good trip. Disney maintaining the standard. Uh, of experience that you're used to. Yep. And this would, uh, this, this was a milestone trip in the Leonard family. And this is our last trip of three. All right. So, so what are you telling us? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, is it mine? (laughs) Um, how about crowd levels? Did did you Uh, notice? So I, like I've, like we've talked about the problem is I would say we ignore crowd levels. I I wish they'd bring the fast pass back because, Mm -hmm. The way that we Disney is, you know, because we have the annual passes, because we go enough, I'll go online, I'll make my three fast passes, we'll go in, we'll hit those three attractions, we'll see if anything's open that we like. If not, we go back to the room, right. we go somewhere else, we go to a different park, right. and, and we, park, we we hop in and out of the parks a lot. And, and, and that's part of the beauty of being an annual pass holder is, you know, maybe you go just to see something new, something right. that's been updated. You don't feel that need to be in a park all the Correct. time. And you don't feel the need to do everything. You know, if we're walking by and you're like, wow, I really want to go on Soren right now. And you walk by and there's an hour and a half wait. I'm going to be back tomorrow. I'm going to find a fast pass. So it's just it it kind of for us, it's been a little bit difficult because it's, you know, you're waiting in the regular lines. We're used to the fast passes of just making a fast pass, you know, wandering the park till our fast pass time then going back. And, you know, who knows? We don't know what the future of the FastPass system uh, is. You know, the, the latest rumor is that when Disney debuts their Disney Genie uh, application, that FastPasses will be coming back okay. with that. So. so so that was it. But, again, overall, a good trip. Crowd levels were a little – it was hot. Obviously, it's Florida in August. And, right. Um, and the crowd levels were – it was definitely crowded. But I thought they were moving the crowd very well. Excellent. So, so good. Glad you had a good time. Yeah. When's the next trip? Uh, currently May. May. So we're, we're, we're obviously taking a little bit of a, a break. May so. and then July. Yeah. Yeah. Roughly May, July, and August. Excellent. Excellent. So. Knock them all out. That's it. All right. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the recap of Dave's trip. And until next time, I'm Tony. I'm David. And, and we're, we're Two, two dudes, dudes Talking Disney. Disney.